This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Welcome, it's Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, delighted to have you with me. As always, text ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. You can get the stack of stuff. You should subscribe to the show notes. You can get uh, the podcast, the live stream, follow me around social media, all that sort of stuff. Uh, It it is apparently important for me to say, please subscribe to the podcast, but you should listen to me on your local radio station, actually. Now, I want to begin outside of politics. So, confession is good for the soul. I have to confess, I'm kind of tired of just the raw meat daily political spectacle. Yes, there is news today, Americans for Prosperity, one of the advertisers on this program has endorsed Nikki Haley uh, for president. The DeSantis people, very furious, understandably so. We're headed towards 2016 all over again. Um, I'm already exhausted by it. I am. And I think most of you are too. And I'm trying to find other stuff to talk about. Uh, Life is too short to be completely consumed by politics. But you can't escape it. We will get to it. But I want to begin somewhere else first. Uh, a, 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 a fine whipping horse for this program. Because it needs to be talked about. Um, it is a big deal. And they really should be ashamed of themselves. There's a sports website called Deadspin. Advertises themselves as sports news without fear, favor, or compromise, except uh, it is a decidedly left-wing site. It it views sports through the lens of politics and social commentary. Always has. So one of the problems, uh, when I say I try to find stuff that isn't about politics to talk about because I'm exhausted by politics, the left exhausts the political goodwill of America. Everything is always political. There are activists this morning circulating a list of businesses that you should boycott because these businesses do business with Israel. The list is a list of every major corporation on the planet, basically. I thought it was a joke at first. But it's not actually a joke. It is ridiculous. Adidas, Amica, uh, Airbnb, Aquafina, Axe, Banana Republic, Barclays Bank, Baskin Robbins, Betty Crocker, Boss, Booking.com, Boss Perfume, 
uh, Bobby Brown, Braun, Burger King, Butterfinger, Capital One, Calvin Klein, Chanel, Cheetos, Clinique, Costco, Costa Coffee, Colgate, Coffee Make Nestle, Coca-Cola, Converse, Crunch Nestle, Dan and Activa, Dell, Dermalogica, Diesel, Disney, Domino's, Dog Chow, Dove, Doritos, Dole, D&G, DKNY, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Yart, Dryer's Ice Cream, Estee Lauder, Evian, Fanta, FedEx, Fiverr.com, Fila, Fruit of the Loom, Friskies, Gatorade, Gap, Gerber, Giorgio Armani, Gobstoppers, Goobers, Gillette, Givinci, Gucci, haagen Head & Shoulders, Hot Pockets, Huggies, HSBC Bank, Intel, J. Crew, JCPenney, Johnson, on and on and on it goes. It's like every company you want to buy stuff from. I see Taco Bell is on the list. I guess I might have to eat Taco Bell. Walmart's on there, Vaseline, UPS, YoPlay, Oral-B. All the pizza companies are on there. Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Domino's, they're all there. There's a level of unseriousness and there's a level of politicization. I There is an app you can buy if you're progressive. You can buy an app and as you walk through the grocery store, scan the barcodes the UPC labels, and you can tell whether or not the company that makes the product gives to Republicans or not or is sufficiently pro-abortion, uh, so you can decide whether you want to buy it or not. It is becoming a religion, and it's exhausting. And, and dead spin, this sports enterprise, is all about left-wing politics. There's a young boy maybe five, six, seven years old. He went to a Kansas City Chiefs game. He is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. He wore an Indian Chiefs uh, headdress. The color of the Chiefs, they're red and black. Half of his face was red, half of it was black. So Deadspin... This left-wing sports publication publishes a picture of this little boy. He is a little boy. They specifically only showed the side of his face that was black. Remember, half of his face split down the middle. Half of his face red, half of his face is black. They only showed side profile shots of the kid, so it looked like the kid was in blackface. And they run the story, the NFL needs to speak out against Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface, native headdress. The author is a guy named Karen Phillips, black political activist writing for the sports site. It takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once, but on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and the Native Americans at the same time. It was as if John Gruden's emails had come to life. The image of a Chiefs fan in blackface wearing a native headdress during a road game leads to so many unanswered questions. Why did the camera person give the fan the attention? Did the producer allow that camera angle to be aired intentionally? The kid was not a blackface. By the way, I've been to a Raiders game. Do you know how many middle-aged, overweight, white dudes wear black face at a Raiders game? Half their faces are silver and the other half black because that's their team colors. It's what they do. It's not actually black face.
nor was this kid in blackface. But this media outlet decided to do it. And by the way, Karen Phillips, the, the author of, the, of this piece, he then tweeted, all you people upset with me hate Mexicans and wear sombreros for Cinco de Mayo. This is a, a media outlet that should be sued by this kid's family and bankrupted for it. But it's not just, it's, it's not just that piece. It's, it's not just that. You have the Washington Post. Let, let me read for you this piece of the Washington Post. I mentioned it the other day. If you subscribe to my show notes email, you would see the piece. Um, I, I put the whole thing there, and, and I'm kind of flabbergasted by it, to be honest with you, that they put something like this in this piece. It's on Joe Biden dealing with um, pro-Hamas supporters Within his administration, this is an actual quote from the terrorist-supporting Washington Post. Added to the sensitivity, the unwavering embrace of Israel that many staffers find upsetting stems in large part from Biden's personal lifelong attachment to the Jewish state. Biden often cites his 1973 meeting with Prime Minister Golda Meir as a seminal event that crystallized his view of Israel as critical for Jewish survival. At the time, Israel was 25 years old a left-leaning nation and a military underdog struggling to find its way in the aftermath of the Holocaust. Now Israel is a military powerhouse led by a far-right coalition, and the Biden administration has become identified with a military campaign that has killed more than 13,000 Palestinians, displaced hundreds of thousands of others, created a humanitarian disaster, and damaged America's moral authority in much of the world. That's a news story. That's not an opinion piece, and it's important for you to understand this is a news article, an objective, supposedly objective news article. Except this news article is filled with opinion. Its opinions are that because Israel has evolved over time, Biden's views should evolve against Israel. It is an opinion that Israel has a far-right political coalition in charge. That's not actually true, by the way. Even through the lens of American or Israeli politics, it's not actually true. It is an opinion to say that uh, Biden is tied to this and that his being tied to it has damaged America's moral authority. Also, it's an embrace of Hamas propaganda to say Israel has killed 13,000 Palestinians. Many of them were killed by Hamas trying to flee Hamas. This is opinion. The same Washington Post has a story about how red states are forcing blue areas of those red states to conform to red state values. Now, blue states have done this for a very long time, you should understand. In California, just one example, in California earlier this year, they required that conservative parts of the state adhere to gender identity privacy laws so that teachers are not allowed to tell parents their child is transitioning, even though local school boards wanted to. In New York, conservative areas of the state were bound by state COVID policies. Long Island wanted to unmask a whole lot quicker than the rest of the state, and uh, the New York governor refused. California has a host of environmental laws and, and other uh, small business rules that are designed to force conformity from rural parts of the state for the, the urban areas of the state 
to comply with left-wing agendas. And they're, they're not alone. This happens all over the place. Blue states get their local subsidiaries of the cities to comply with the state values, and red states do it. But the Washington Post focused just on the red states as if this doesn't happen. There's editorialism within the story. Then there's Perry Bacon at the, the terrorist supporting Washington Post. He's arguing that uh, we actually need reporters now to not actually report but to uh, get political to prioritize what he calls truth and accuracy over neutrality between the two parties. That is, what the left says will be treated as true. I want a press that openly advocates for some principles, like making it easier, not harder to vote. That's activism, not, not, not the press. But too much of the press has so engaged in activism, they're destroying their credibility. The, the press doesn't even understand just how bad They've gotten, they've become uh, introverted, self-absorbed, narcissistic. Um, They believe that every story that revolves around them is the story. They frame every story to be about the press. They have become the enemy of the people President Trump said they would be. It starts with this dead spin story. You don't have other journalistic institutions calling them out for slandering this little boy. You have the self-absorption of the press making themselves the story. They don't believe the voters. It took Bloomberg to run the story about inflation for the press to say, oh, maybe these voters aren't self-absorbed narcissists complaining about Biden's great economy. Maybe there is a problem with the economy. It makes it hard to know who you can get honest reporting from. What's remarkable here is that the New York Times is a left-leaning institution, and even the New York Times is behaving better than some of these places, like, for example, the Washington Post. The New York Times has been far more balanced in its coverage of the Israeli-Hamas situation than the Washington Post. MSNBC all day long now is just a cheerleading station for Joe Biden. Even as they blast Fox News, they do the exact same thing. It depends on the time of day and the anchor at CNN as to what sort of news you get. And newspapers are just extremely insufferable these days. Sports Illustrated has begun publishing articles by fake AI-generated writers. This is from the website Futurism. There's nothing in Drew Ortiz's author biography at Sports Illustrated to suggest he was anything other than human. The only problem outside of Sports Illustrated, he doesn't exist. He's got no media presence, no publication history. His profile photo is for sale on a website that sells AI-generated headshots where he's described as neutral, white, young, adult male with short brown hair and blue eyes. It turns out Sports Illustrated has started generating stories written by AI, and the authors are AI-generated figments of the imagination. How can you trust the reporter when the reporter's not real? The problem here is that the code learned to report before the reporters learned to code. And this is the destruction of the media. We're seeing it play out in real time. You cannot trust members of the media to get it right. You got to read multiple news sources to try to figure out what's going on. You got to listen to somebody like me, who my entire job now is not to tell you what I think, but to get the bits and pieces of all the stories together to tell you what's actually happening in the world. We're watching American journalism collapse before our eyes. And you know what's going to happen? They're not going to go out of business. They're going to get bought out by left-wing billionaires, turned into nonprofits, and they will consider continue to peddle left-wing nonsense because the press is embracing the title 
enemy of the people. They don't care about you. In fact, many of them hate you. And they're out to get you at this point instead of telling you what's going on. He's got the courage to tell you the actual truth. Even when it isn't popular. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Get the podcast, live stream, email, and social media links by texting Eric to 33777 now. You know, probably this whole hour will be somewhat about the media behaving badly uh, and, and just not doing the job of the press. They become activists. The There's a United Nations agency that is focused on climate, among other things, it's the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. It now has Qu uh, Dong-Yu as its director. He is a Chinese Communist Party official. And this Chinese Communist Party official in charge of the UN's Food and Agriculture Organization has been often accused of using the agency to do China's business. It is now calling out the United States. It plans to release a call for the United States and the world's most developed nations to fight fight climate change by curbing uh, people's appetite for meat. The UN considers China a developing country, so it won't apply to them. Um, And you wouldn't know this is all about China going after the United States, but for the Washington Free Beacon, a conservative site, because the national media has ignored the implications. Now, I got to tell you about the Eden Pure. And by the way, I, I need to tell you this about the, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm is uh, they have been back ordered, uh, like so many businesses, they've been having supply option, uh, supply chain issues, uh, but they are filling the orders as best they can, as quickly as they can. It's just, it is that popular, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It's an air purifier, but it also eliminates odors and, I mean, wipes them out. Smoke odors, litter box odors, pet odors. You name it, it packs a wall up. It's only a little bigger than your hand. You can plug it into the wall, or you can plug it in uh, with a USB cord in the car. What you do is you go to EdenPureDeals.com, and you put in my discount code, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, on the front page of the site, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You save $200. You get free shipping. You wipe out odors. You clean the air upstairs, downstairs, your basement, your RV, your travel bag, wherever you need them. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, the discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Go check them out now. got the courage to tell you the truth because the truth is what matters you're listening to the eric erickson show hello america i hope you're doing well today uh just a programming note at the request of uh, my flagship station wsb in atlanta i am going to uh, go to break a little bit early here in this segment because 
The Rosalind Carter uh, Memorial Service is today in Atlanta, and um, they want to be able to take it without having to, to interrupt in the middle of commercial break and stuff. So uh, you shouldn't notice it too much because I got most of the segment, but nonetheless, just want to. I'm also saying this out loud live here so the bosses hear that, yes, I remembered and set my alarm on my watch to make sure that I get out on time and don't just keep rambling. <laughs> I want to go back to the Bloomberg story from yesterday. You know the one. Just how bad is the U.S. cost of living squeeze? We did the math. Um, so you can get these. You can get this data from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, and this is how much prices have gone up from January of 2020 to October of 2023. Indoor houseplants. I didn't even know they tracked this. Indoor houseplants. 21%, natural gas, 29%, car insurance, 33%, major appliances, 12%, groceries, 25%, pets, 17%, uh, water, sewage utilities, 16%, rent, 20%, electricity, 25%, the cost of curtains for your home or apartment, 20% up, used cars, 35%, restaurants, 24%. But it's not just that. Coffee's up 23% since 2020. By the way, from 2016 to 2019, it was down 6%. Mortgage rates, of course, up. The 30-year effective mortgage rate has gone up 4 percentage points. The home price has gone up 42%. The rent price has gone up 28%. Electricity has gone up 51% in California, 42% in Maine. Child care costs have gone up 32%. Chicken sandwiches at your local fast food restaurant have gone up 32%. Pasta prices up 14% in large part because of egg prices. Burgers have gone up 23%. Pizza prices have gone up 17% at fast food restaurants. It's something people have been talking about for a while. Now get this, the left's response, the progressive response, the media's response has been, well, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, wages are up 20%. So, yes, inflation has gone up, but so, too, has wages, except there's a problem. From 2020 to 2023, when you take into account inflation— Wages have not gone up 20%. Do you know how much they've gone up? Six-tenths of 1%. 0.6%. That is how much wages have gone up. You know, what's so funny is I mentioned the story and, and, and the Bloomberg story, and the number of people, all of whom were on the left, said, but wages have gone up. You forget wages have gone up. Yes, but after inflation, only six-tenths of 1% since 2020. Nate Silver of 538 points out today, he says, uh, yeah, it, it turns out wages really haven't gone up that much, but you know what has gone up? Spending algorithmically, a lot of different places, including fast food restaurants, have figured out they can get you to spend more money. They can influence your buying decisions. 
Not only that, but now with DoorDash, Instacart, Uber Eats, things like that, the fees that you have to pay, they also have gone up. So you used to go to the restaurant to get your food. Now you're door dashing it. There's a fee there. There's a tip there. My gosh, I mean, it, it, it's it's the wild, wild uh, antics online. It's gone viral. Every, everything wants a tip. Everybody wants a tip. Everything wants a tip. Everybody wants to. And I'll tell you, I, I've been very blessed. I, I, I try to be generous. I, I have been, I've been tipping more than probably I should. I've always been a generous. I learned that from my dad, tip very well. There are some places where I will tip 50%. There are the good restaurants where you want the great service. But I tip. And I, yeah, I tip the barista who makes my coffee for me. But there's something else here. And this is actually the heart of what I wanted to focus on. Why did the story need to be told? This is the thing. This this is the this is the point of it. This this is my frustration with it. Shortly before Bloomberg did its story, the idiot Taylor Lawrence, uh, just a detestable harpy at the terrorist supporting Washington Post, did a story that supposed that argued that explained away people's concerns about the economy as it's influenced by social media. Literally did this this weekend. The viral $16 McDonald's meal that may explain voter anger towards Biden. That literally it is people complaining on social media makes you think the economy sucks. It's not actually the economy. That was the argument. Nate Silver, of course, debunks this and points out that even the cost of Big Big Macs have gone up. Everything's gone up. The prices of everything have gone up. But the problem is the story being written. This this is it. It's great information, and I'm glad that Bloomberg did it, but Bloomberg should not have had to have done it. Because for more than a year, voters... The people who will actually pick the president of the United States have been telling anyone who would listen, the economy's not all right. And the editorialists at the New York Times and the terrorist-supporting Washington Post and the pundits and the talking heads and the news anchors and the reporters, they've all been saying, actually, the economy's doing better. It's better than everywhere else on the planet. Why are people so ungrateful? Joe Biden's got a lot to tell about the great stuff he's done to the economy. No, no, he does not. That is a lie. There are things Joe Biden has done. The problem is Joe Biden has not done the things that matter the most to the people who vote, the consumers and the middle class. The supply chain port backups, that kind of fixed itself. Joe Biden didn't do a whole lot to fix the stuff that mattered. When Joe Biden came to office, Larry Summers, who had been an economic advisor, what, Treasury Secretary to to, um, Clinton and, and Obama, he had been a Harvard professor, he's one of the most respected liberal economists on the planet, pinned a piece, I think it was in the New York Times, maybe it was the Washington Post, 
said, if you do your COVID relief plan, you're going to spark inflation. Don't do it. And the left attacked him. The Biden administration attacked him. They all attacked Larry Summers. What Larry Summers warned would happen, happened. Happened far more. In fact, Summers has said it. It, it, it was more aggressive inflation was than even he expected. And voters have been telling people this. Do you know how many people have told me they spent over 60 bucks on a turkey for Thanksgiving? I was talking to a lady this morning. She said her turkey was 13 pounds. A 13-pound turkey from the grocery store was $68. And the best the Biden administration can do is that is they quibble with it and say, well, it's not really that bad that if you com- if, if you connect to media median wages whatever the heck they're talking about there, that, that it's really not as bad as it seems. No, it, it actually is still bad, Mr. President. They're trying their best to spin their way out of it. They can't bring themselves to acknowledge it's as bad as people say it is. And reporters at major media institutions have tried to convince you that everything's okay when you know it's not. And those reporters have tried to convince you, like with the crime wave, that really this is all a generation of social media and Fox News. You're being duped by social media and Fox News. Crime's not that bad. Inflation's not that bad. It's coming down. And the way these idiots in the press have talked about it, when when inflation comes down, they think, oh, prices are going down. No, it just means that they're not going up as fast. They don't even know what the hell they're talking about. But you do, and you have all along. You've been telling the truth. You've been telling anyone who would listen. Things are not all right. My cost of living has gone up. I may have gotten a huge pay raise, but it's getting eaten out of my pocket by the cost of things at the grocery store. My grocery bill is so much higher. My fast food bill is so much higher. Y'all, we eat a lot of fast food in my house. My kids do, particularly. I'm doing better. My wife does really good. She counts her macros. She weighs everything out. It, it just looks miserable to me, but it's worked. She's lost like 75, 80 pounds. But we've done a lot of traveling over Thanksgiving like, and, and I've been going to Chick-fil-A a lot for the kids. It's expensive. It's expensive for one person to eat at fast food now. You know what Chick-fil-A and these other companies do, McDonald's, Burger King and the like, is they, when they decide to raise prices, they jack up their prices. They do a significant increase, and they only try to do it once every few years. So their rate of return, their profit margin goes down and down and down and down. And just before they start to get to a loss, hopefully five years later, then they raise prices again, and they raise prices significantly, and their first year they have a big profit margin, and then it winds down and down and down and down. And they're getting blasted for this by the administration. Everyone seems to be clueless in how it works, and it's all to protect Joe Biden. Bloomberg should have never had to have done their story. The reporters of America should have been able to believe the people of America and not the Biden administration, and they couldn't bring themselves to do it until Bloomberg, Bloomberg reported, oh, yeah. Turns out there really is a problem. One of the problems you're going to be dealing with is standing in long lines. 
If you got packages to ship, my gosh, I saw my local UPS store the other day. Clearly, people are already beginning to think about it. You can bypass those lines like I do. I use stamps.com. I have for 20 of their 25 years, and I can arrange pickups at my office or my home from UPS to the post office for my packages. I weigh everything out. I print a label off my computer with my printer. I stick it on the package, and away it goes. You can, too. Bypass the lines. You even get up to 84% off savings at the post office UPS rates. You can find the fastest delivery. You can find the cheapest delivery. In fact, if you go to stamps.com, you click the microphone, and you put in my name, Eric, you get a free digital scale, free postage, a free limited time offer with stamps.com. You have no long-term commitment. You have no contract to sign, and it just works. You save money. You save time. You don't stand in lines. You avoid the sick people. You avoid the package backups, and they come to you to pick up your packages. It's fantastic. Go to stamps.com. Click on the microphone, put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, get saving and shipping with Stamps.com today. Want to be on the show? Hello? Hello? I I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Join Eric's Army of Activists. Text ARMY to 33777 now. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The folks at First Liberty Building and Loan, firstlibertyga.com, want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Hope you have a Happy New Year as well. Yep, it is that time of year where we transition into thinking about Christmas and stuff, and they really don't want me to sell the business, just want you to know that there's more to this season than consumerism and shopping and spending. If you do want to do business with them, though, go to firstlibertyga.com. They are great people, and they love and and just have a passion for helping businesses grow. Firstlibertyga.com. But Merry Christmas from them to you. All right. I got. I do want to talk about this for a minute. Um, Rosalind Carter, I I... I'm hesitant to engage on the subject. I, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a Carter fan. Very nice man who meant well, who was not a great president, and I've just heard enough stories that not in his fan club. I, I know some of his for some presidents and, and well there's not a lot of love there, but I, I got to tell you, it, it, as much as you can criticize Carter for policy or personality or or, or things behind the scenes, uh, he and Rosalind Carter, what a tremendous marriage. And there's something to be said for that, that, you know, marriage is hard work. It, it, it is kind of work. My wife has been pretty sick the last couple of days. And well, I just we we don't quite know. It's it's partly the side effects from the chemo medicine she's on and and probably some other stuff going on. And I mean I always worry about her when she's not well. I I've it just it it's been kind of all consuming the last couple of days and been getting up, taking the kids to school. My daughter got, her car got rear-ended by something. The, the car was pretty much fine other than one little part, but it's got to be fixed. And 
so I, I've had to take the kids to school and, and uh, you know, my wife knew she wasn't feeling fantastic and my son eats a lot of bacon and she made a bacon for days so that she wouldn't have to worry about it and I wouldn't have to worry about it. And, and I thought I was helping by making some bacon for him and she wound up throwing away the bacon I made thinking it was old bacon instead of new bacon. And it's just, you know, it, it it's having kids in life and marriage, it, it's one of those those things that it just, I can't imagine life done another way. But I, I, I see friends whose marriages crumble. And I see a lot of people these days who think that that uh, the byproduct of marriage is supposed to be love. And when you fall out of love, that means your marriage is over. No, I, 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 I know that's the view that most people have. And I know there are people who couldn't make it work. And I know people who got married and divorced and remarried and and they have found their soulmate. They really have. Like, you know it. It's a complicated, multifaceted thing. And as I get older, I'm more mindful of the complications and the multifacetedness. But in an age where so many marriages fall apart, to behold this couple that got married and stayed married and loved each other and were a partnership in all things good and bad, it's it's sad to see that great veil of eternity now come between them, but also encouraging to know that that great veil of eternity that now separates the two of them, it's only temporary. All things to be made new, and they both fundamentally believe that. All things will be made new. And Jimmy Carter will join his wife on the other side of that veil of eternity. But she has gone home first. And a lot of people will stop and remember her today in Atlanta. They're having a memorial celebration for her. And then a motorcade down to South Georgia where uh, they she will be buried and at a funeral service. The president and vice president are in Atlanta. Traffic is a mess um, as they come to honor this, this woman who, whether I agree on politics or policy or personality or anything about her and her husband, I you just got to admire two people who loved each other so much. They, through the good times and the bad, for sickness and health, richer for poorer, they stuck together. It's that teamwork. Now, I'm a complementarian, but you know what I mean. Um, just remarkable. She will absolutely be missed by a whole lot of people, but she's been called home and will be made new and whole again, and her husband will join her, and it'll be all right. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.